I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ooh, I'm so close to making Daisy. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio. And I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. And welcome to part one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, is this seven? I should keep the number of the quarantine era of the podcast, which means you're hearing no music, you're hearing no audio clips, you're hearing nothing but pure, unfiltered, unleaded conversation because I'm prioritizing getting as many episodes to you as fast as possible to. <laughs> Like, there isn't enough content out there in the world, but I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this week, I am joined by Winston Noel. Hello. Hi. And Catherine Mon. Hi, Brett. Hi, returning superstar guests. <laughs> um, last time we talked about the Golden Girls, so I feel like... We no, I thought we did. No, we, we talked. It was the Golden Girls. It was the Golden yeah, Girls. Yeah, yeah. I did, did Frasier. I did like, a Frasier episode with you. That's right. Yeah, like first ten episodes of the pod. Right. So right, yeah, right. but then we also uh, did Golden Girls. Yeah. So y'all are y'all are quarantined in Brook Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. we're cool. in Brooklyn. Cool, here. cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're in that COVID hotspot right with you. <laughs> oh yeah, I was in a COVID hotspot in Elmhurst area. That was oh, you know wow. the Jamaica yeah. or like Jamaica area was like popping. So you so, know, uh, are ambulances triggering for you now? No, and that's the thing oh, is I don't good. hear any. Like I will hear oh, an ambulance every now and then, but I people are talking about that New York experience and I'm like, oh, well, I have no oh, idea what's going well, on. Well, look, we we are we are those people so because we live like. Three blocks I'm away sorry, from the hospital. I'm sorry, you're going to hear me opening oh, white please. claw, not oh a God, sponsor I wish I had, podcast. I wish I had some white claw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> drinking a little heavily. No, I am. Um, <laughs> we live a couple of blocks from a hospital that actually is not one of the hardest hit, but we hear ambulances because they go streaking down oh, the God. avenue half a block away. Yeah. And I started to hear it in the white noise machine. Oh, <laughs> my uh, God. That was kind of funny. Yeah, but it's it's uh it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still not great. So we were very happy to be able to watch some yeah. uh some TV and <laughs> not talk, you know, and not uh yeah. cuz we were just saying we're all very it's all it's very I look at some of the I'm so bored content and I'm like how what's that like? You know what? <laughs> you say that in New York you have time or you have money but you can't have both. And I feel like COVID has dialed that up to 11. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I have, well, I definitely have more money than usual because I can't fucking buy anything. Right. Because I cannot there shop online because Amazon is rightly prioritizing essential goods. So like yeah. I wanted to order a record on Amazon. It was like, it'll get here in two weeks. And I'm like, Oh, well, I don't, that's fine. No. By that time I won't want it. <laughs> no. Um, well, but also no, the post office, which we definitely need to fucking save, is right. also shitting the bed. And so I'm currently missing around four to five packages that are about three oh, weeks late. Oh, no. And so therefore, like, I'm afraid to just buy anything online, period, because I don't know if I'll get it. Um, it's truly crazy. And so it is, it's all, it is all 
weird problems and I feel bad that my problems are not like the worst problems because I feel like I have no right to complain but I'm also like what it is doing to my mental health is still real and like your problems are your problems I used to apologize to a therapist which is a whole other thing to (laughs) therapy. but one thing that we had to work on was the fact that the fact you know the fact that there are people who are starving in Africa does not mean that you can't be stressed out because your boss is an asshole yeah um, yeah, it's all like, as long as you are cognizant that there are other people that are worse off go. than you and you're not acting like the fact that I'm yeah. not getting my um, novelty Empire Strikes Back records from the 80s. Wow, that <laughs> is sounds like, right. fantastic. Yeah. Another thing a therapist told me that might resonate with you. <laughs> By the way, this is now a therapy podcast. <laughs> yes, um, please. Oh. That, uh, he once said to me that I was crippled by self-awareness. Oh, yeah. And I really just stop me in my tracks. And it was tied into this larger conversation about how I didn't have to apologize in therapy. But uh, anyways, point being, I'm sorry you can't order your stuff. That's yeah. It just means it feels weirdly patriotic right now to spend money too. I know, like I was alone. We'll save the resources. I know, but I was like, I was ordering. I was like in the early part of March. I was basically asking all my friends who don't live in New York, "What are your local record stores? Do they have online stores?" And I was buying a lot of vintage records from, you know, North Carolina and uh, Chicago, like St. Louis. Yeah, that was fun, but now no more. So, but anyway, this week we'll be traveling to. February 20th, 1989, The Burbs rolled the box office straight up by Paula Abdul, topped the charts, and CBS aired the Designing Women episode, The Junies. Winston and Catherine, you must have seen The Junies before today. Uh, that's a big <laughs> negative. I was actually uh, excited to see Designing Women at all. I had yeah. not seen any of it, and I am from Atlanta, so I feel like this was a kind of weird cultural gap that I should have filled. Yeah. I was a toddler. Uh, not as we discussed, I think during Golden Girls is not really allowed to watch TV growing up. Uh, also, my first episode. I will also now admit to everyone that anytime I've heard a Designing Women reference, I thought that was some sort of like interior design <laughs> '90s reality show, kind of like Queer Eye but for women. Oh, there was oh my god! So now I know. <laughs> this um, is what I'm dealing with. Yeah, it's like there's like huge gaps in pop culture. Obviously, context clues before we watch. The episode i picked up on the fact that it was a sitcom yes um, wait you yes. just this is i mean again i don't <laughs> discover this stuff until we start talking about well, it Brett and it's also like, gave us the option like, to watch taxi and i confused it with taxi driver <laughs> yeah. like, it's so weird that they turned that movie into a sitcom which i mean they did a lot of those <laughs> movies into sitcoms in the 80s like That's there was true. a nine to five tv show yeah. and things like that That's um yeah, i just like it feels like a real tonal shift <laughs> <laughs> they're probably bringing robert de niro in for tv yeah. um yeah, i love it so now i feel like i can be honest and tell people that I had kind of imagined designing women as like a queer eye, but straight. It's problematic. And (laughs) it was some sort of like design spice up your life thing. So no, we did not we did not see it <laughs> well, when it came out. So we I have like yeah, three so levels. I've seen an episode now. We have no context whatsoever. You <laughs> knew you knew the base. Winston knew the basics, like yeah. sitcom in Atlanta. And I have now seen only since it jumped to Hulu. I've seen the first, I think, two seasons. Yeah. So I haven't even watched all of it because right. um, I didn't grow up with it because it wasn't no. it, it wasn't reruns on, it wasn't reruns on Lifetime so I had right. the option to watch it but because my parents did not watch it I just never really got around same. to it same and it felt like looking at the uh, looking at just perusing the episodes I was like oh this would have been too liberal for my house yeah this right. was a very True. liberal show yeah. Yeah, yeah I would I would really like to watch more of it having now skimmed the wiki yeah um, and also, it was lightly problematic throughout, but <laughs> we'll um, get into it. it really, like, uh, yeah, uh, felt progressive for the time. If that I, makes sense. I have, I, I have a lot of my notes turn into like a lot of what <laughs> at the end of this episode. But this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the designing weapon, designing weapon, the, the designing weapon X episode. <laughs> Logan's right. That's a show uh, I'd watch too. Yeah. Designing Weapon X. Yeah. The Designing Women episode, The Junies. It is the 12th episode of season three and was written by Pam Norris and directed by David Trainer. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. Hoping to clean up with some extra cash and enticing prizes, Charlene becomes a Lady June sales lady and Suzanne sizzles when Anthony is up for an unusual honor from his junior college. 
Catherine Winston, how accurate is that description? I mean, the first part's accurate. I don't know how... Sizzles, I feel like, is a too tough of a word. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. That's what happens. There's the Junies and the B-plot is the homecoming. Um, Here is what I am wondering. And again, like, so I have, my husband got me Designing Women on DVD uh, a couple Christmases ago because I was like, well, I want to watch it, but it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah. The episodes on DVD are 25 minutes. 24 to 25. On Hulu, they're 22. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if there was a lot more of this Anthony homecoming queen plot that they just get that out, get that out, get that out. It felt, yeah, that felt like way B plot. I think I was surprised. It didn't even feel like a B plot. It felt like a C plot (laughs) and there just was no. But I didn't feel like the A plot was like so meaty that it took over like you know what i mean i was just yeah. like it just went no no i really liked it structure. but it was just such a i, mean, I just felt like it flew by like it yeah. was over so fast so the episode opens up with the opening credits which again also i think are not accurate so like the season one opening credits have Meshach taylor in them and he did not become a regular until season two which lets me know that they just like retroactively and that makes me annoyed, like how whatever opening credits aired with the show when it first aired is what should be attached to it for all time. You need that yeah, context. Totally. But this is the opening credits where they do the fun thing where like when a show gets a little bit older, they do the thing where they show like their original cast photo, then it morphs into their like current cast photo. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. <laughs> it's like through the years and you're like, this is season three. Well, like, it's like it's season three. And I'm like, maybe. well, maybe these, maybe these opening credits are like the season six opening credits. I don't actually know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's that was weird. But I I was like um yeah, I was like oh Georgia on my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, this is way more southern than I realized." Oh yeah. Like it yeah. was like this is like oh, this is like Tennessee Williams southern. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how uh I mean, how accurate is this to y'all southern experience? Well, Catherine famously is a Yankee. Oh. Famously among my family is. It I didn't actually the, know that was a slur until after Winston's It's not a slur, but like it's, it's a, a slur. It's a slur. Southern people like we legit use Yankee. Yeah, it's I think that in the slur. north they think it's a joke, but in the southern, like if anyone cut off my dad and they had like New York plates or something, my dad would be like, "Oh, Yankee!" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a slur. And Winston and Catherine is great family for a Yankee. Has called me a Yankee, and <laughs> I am a northern. <laughs> elitist and proud of it <laughs> and i do look down on them for their Boom. racism religion yeah yeah um susceptibility uh, to pyramid anyway, schemes i assume no one Suscept- from winston's well, family is watching is listening <laughs> yeah well here's the thing um, two things one um i was very anxious like design studios being run out of like old homes is totally a thing in atlanta mm-hmm. and like, so are mid-level marketing schemes aka pyramid schemes because the only people i know who've done them are winston's cousins (laughs) yes southerners it is a southern gig it is a yeah and so but i do feel some compassion because obviously you only choose to do that it's like prostitution you're only doing it because you're out of other options (laughs) yes yeah it is like (laughs) but i did feel i was like oh i do feel um well like dixie carter and delta burke felt like very like authentic mm-hmm. i gave i tipped my hat to gene smart and annie potts because i felt like they were going for it but it still sort of felt like the whole thing was felt theatery oh it's like a very theatrical theater. show it felt like a yeah. theater thing like um there's that play in the 80s crimes of the heart which was like three southern women like dealing with it and this like felt like it just life dealing yeah, with it's life just like women oh. being like we're just southern <laughs> wi- like it's like that steel oh. magnolias oh, I mean, that this sounds is like great. it's, it's okay. like that sort of like we're southern women dealing with it you know like, <laughs> i love it it's about. the thing that i also my favorite very southern yeah right was having a lower status African-American character who's essentially getting saved by these women. Yeah. Then lets Yikes. them feel really good about themselves. He's an ex-convict. That is problematic. Did, I yeah. felt, even in the IMDB write-up, they're like, and a well-spoken ex-convict. <laughs> oh my God. It was in the, like, it was literally yeah. in the Google results. I oh was my like, God. It's Yikes. like he's going to junior college and he's going to make something of himself, which first of all is like, 
I feel we like it was. Go into that. But it was just very <laughs> that was southern to me too because one of my favorite uncomfortable things Catherine, is when Catherine, just you know pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pump the brakes. I'm not gonna, We're married. You have to go. Yeah, through the we're in. Hey, we're in the pandemic now. Yeah, rules are out. Um, <laughs> it's there is a group of um. <laughs> older Southerners who I've spent time with. I will not say who they are. <laughs> I'll just say I don't know many Southerners outside of my husband's family <laughs> who go out of their way to try to show me how not racist they are. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, show me how racist they are. And yeah. I'm very rarely at a loss for words, but I have once or twice actually just had my mouth hang open while I truly search for what to say. Yeah. And the show gave me those vibes like with that, with, um, I believe his name is Anthony, the character. Yeah. 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 Anthony's whole character to me was that. And if this show had been made in the sixties, I'd be like, okay, but it was made well into the nineties, which is what was. But I think the whole, the whole, the craziest thing about this is that we have just said that it's like a very liberally like, yeah, I think like, I, well, I think I was thinking of like the HIV episode feels very, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bit. So like, it is that kind of well-intentioned 80s yeah. liberalism where they're like, right. we are being liberal by, I think to them it was like, we're going to be progressive by having an ex-con and showing that like ex-cons right. are like people. people with agency that right. like have goals. <laughs> like right. it's like that the bar is so low or it's just like, right. we have to, they're still human. Um, right. We won't uh, have any, we won't have anyone who's black on staff though. Like no. <laughs> that's or the anywhere thing that, else in the entire episode. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Even though it is in, in Atlanta. the city of Atlanta, yeah. yeah. So we could just talk about uh, Anthony. Very southern to me is what I'm saying. It felt very yeah. southern. Yes, It'll we can talk about all life. of Anthony's plot just at once because it yeah. literally is. He comes in, he goes to the junior college. Which, what did y'all think the name of the junior college was? Oh, um, because I had to put on closed captioning to make sure I did not hear what I thought I heard. Oh, what did no. you hear? I thought I heard. The Kenneth Star Junior College. Oh no! College. It's Kennesaw State, which and is it's actually Kennesaw. it's Kennesaw State, which is actually a college in okay. in Atlanta. I wish it had been foreshadowing. I don't no. think because I was like Kenneth Star. I was like I rewound. I put on sub. I was like, why was what the hell reference is that in 1989? That would be fantastic. No, <laughs> Kennesaw State is actually a college. I don't know if it's a junior college, but I did when I heard that. I was like, okay. They they dropped to Kennesaw State, which is like yeah. that is doing some research uh, before uh, the age of Google. So you know, yeah, I, I mean, gave them props for that. Linda Bloodworth Thomas and the creator, and who she wrote most every episode. She might have been from there. I should know that. I think she was from. So I think the little I, I did a little Google afterward because I wanted to know if the house was from in Atlanta, but oh, yeah. it's from Arkansas, and I think she might be from Arkansas because she was big with the Clintons. Oh, so, well, with the Clintons, that sounds like a bright part. Well, they trace the money, see where it goes. <laughs> no, but she, um, she, yeah, what she, is in with the Clintons? No, me? but she was like very friends, like, you know, yeah. close friends with the Clintons. And yeah, and so the, the exterior to the house, Brett, you probably have this already, but the exterior to the house is a house in Arkansas. And then, uh, uh Dixie Rob. Carter's Julius Sugarbaker's house, which we didn't see in this episode, no. is also is like the governor's mansion. <laughs> oh God. It's <laughs> our governor's mansion. So his so, whole thing is he's yeah. on the phone with the like the junior college social committee who are basically basically their whole thing is, hey, a lot of you know older students go to this junior college and they don't want to go do like the parties and like sock hop sock hops or whatever you know sure. and so they're like anthony if you go you'll like lead everyone they'll start going and he's like right. no and then suzanne's like well homecoming's great i don't know why you wouldn't go to homecoming and then he's like yeah cool i will run for homecoming like queen but it's really like homecoming attendant uh and then he gets it like it's literally i think like the second beat of it is it's not homecoming queen anymore because that's a dated term. Right. It's homecoming like person. Sure. And Suzanne is just like, Oh my God. Like she's so like the besmirching yeah. of the homecoming title. I felt like I missed. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> I'll hold off actually. <laughs> now, and then the end of it is he comes home and he is, he's holding a box and he takes like, they all leave and he like takes out, takes the crown out of the box. Oh, he won. And then yeah. Suzanne's like so proud of him. And he's like, you tell me that I got out of jail, rebuilt my life, went to college, et cetera, and this is what impresses you, I'll take it. Like, 
yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's nothing. It felt like there should have. I think I totally believe that there's a there's a two to three minute scene that's missing where yeah. she comes to terms. There just feels like there's no like I'm gonna do this. It feels like yeah, it's just a mention of like hey hey audience homecoming queens can be guys yeah <laughs> like i don't know and you're like yeah. well they can and it's like I, well you know yeah, like issue that. resolve I, it felt so out of nowhere and also so completely divorced from anything else happening in the episode yeah that i very quickly and brett i do apologize it's a little bit later at night <laughs> can't remember whether or not it had a cocktail, but I quickly decided that I just didn't give a shit about this part of the episode. No, no. You, there's, I was like, this it, is arbitrary and I don't give a shit. No. And kind of accidentally <laughs> just went into a fugue state. And then I snapped to heard her views on being a homecoming queen, but I kind of interpreted them as like she'd sucked a lot of dick and wanted to <laughs> Really problematic. Wait, what were her views on her being a homecoming queen? I can't even remember. I don't know. And it, then, and then I kind of came back to you again when he had the crown, and it was just a wait what moment, and because it was it's, all just, there's nothing to care about. It's very, yeah. it's you know, I think, but everything she said also had a weird subtext. Although I don't know if that was just well, she is the she is the bed hopper of the cast, right? Think, right. And also she is like the, the the kind of conservative voice. Of yeah. The, yeah, now, like that's the traditional juxtaposition voice. too. She's the bed hopper, but also the conservative. I, mean, voice. I don't. She's think like that. the more traditional, like you know, I'm going yeah. to get married and have right. you know, like that's women like, should be beautiful. I mean, it's Blanche, right? No, wait. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Blanche kind of yeah. archetype, but like you know, younger I keep, and. I keep comparing it to the other in my head to Golden Girls, to Cheers, like the touchdown, like yeah. to, like to the better sitcoms from that era, and it's like. It's just weird to not see a bleep B pot be a joke delivery system. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, you just make a few jokes and you get out. This, yeah, no. Like, and the whole episode, I felt like I thought it was really fun and I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't feel like the jokes were very hard. Like, no. A lot of times I felt like the, maybe it's the Hulu version. Can you tell us if the DVD is different? But I felt like the laughs would sometimes cover the, the punchline. Oh, maybe yeah, the mixing it, might be weird. It felt like a theater. Like I said, it felt like theater. it is. It is like in you know, Golden Girls and Designing Women are always going to be paired against each other because right. they're shows starring four women, and if two things star women at the same time, they have to be opposed. Um, sure, uh, but also because like Golden Girls would also make fun of Designing Women relentlessly like there are at least three or four jokes throughout where they were like like Sophia at one point survives a heart attack she's like hey I survived two seasons of designing women like they they really oh. did feel like designing women was just a ripoff of golden girls which it is not it's like not, it no. really like the only thing they have in common is they star four women and that is basically yeah. it because they are more varied in ages. It's a yeah. different location. The it's a work. It's a workplace. It's a work. Yeah, like yeah. it's a different. It's a completely different vibe. Yeah. But also, it is very playy, and like Golden yeah. Girls is like the hardest joke writing you can see on television. Almost like it is just like boom, joke, punchline, yeah. joke, joke. And Designing Women is very much like, here's my character monologue and my point of view and you're going to do this and you're yeah. acting 101 in college someday. Like it's, right. exactly. like, it's, well, it's a lot it's of like, that. Look at their leads, right? Like B. Arthur can like deliver a joke. Yeah, like, it's a... C. Carter is an actress, you know? Yeah. Like I see of her of like, my, I'm going to give a look. And like, I yeah. there are a few times where she's like, the look will be the joke. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but I'm also missing the joke. Yeah, where's, give me a joke. So yeah. the the A plot of the episode is, uh, how's it begin? Charlene comes in with a, uh, I wrote down, she's, she's wearing like a Star Trek look. Yes. It's like call. this black silk, like huge moo with like. I thought it was a college graduation gown. Yes. And it has like pink, like, like triangles on the front. Briefly was like, so I was just disoriented for the first 10 <laughs> seconds. I was like, she's coming from college graduation. It's everything except her cat. Um, yeah. That was my second favorite look of the show. Was the first one, uh, Suzanne's green, no. her green look? No. Because that was also, my, yeah. What? Favorite was the yellow dress that was worn when they, and I don't want to spoil any plot point. No, go for it. <laughs> um, that was worn when they went to go, you know, 
remove and yeah, extract. I, I'm really bad with names in real life. So uh, Char- Charlene. So when they went to go remove Charlene uh, from the cult, and the the sexy bed hopper. Yeah, Suzanne. Suzanne. This yellow. Let me take notes. With the bow. Yeah, yeah the bow that was outlined in black. No, it was insane because it made her look. If you had just showed me only that screen grab of the bow and dress, I would have assumed it was an actual cartoon. Like, yeah, because it was illustrated. Like comic it was like inked. It's yeah, it was like really weird. It was like yeah. a talking bear every time she was yeah. in it. it was so... <laughs> Anyways, I so I loved it. That's what I'm saying. I loved it. Ten out of ten. There is some eighties loot. Oh, it's the most eighties. Oh, and some eighties hair. Um, yeah, I mean every dress was either an insane the like, shoulder pads are bear yeah. kind of fuzzy bear in a dress look. Big or, bows. Or oh, it was just man. like a giant box. It was simultaneously a box, but also shapeless. Yeah. It was a <laughs> special element of the late 80s. So she comes in because, has she already become a Lady June Bell recruit at this point? So. Like, like she's like, she's going to do it. She's going to start Lily. selling. And she, oh, she's made Lily. Is that what? Yeah. No, Lil, no. Um, I think her friend is. Oh, her friend is Libby. Libby. Her friend Libby got her into it because right. she is a, basically a pod person is her. Right. Whole is Libby yeah. a reoccurring character? No, I looked her up because the actress looked familiar. And I think it's because yeah. she was, she was in a um, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie from the mid nineties that I've definitely seen. I can't remember which one. Is it, um, no, I, uh, is it um, s- Suburban Commando? No, that that's no, that's Hulk Hogan. Oh, right. Wow, there's another, but there's a Wait. something Commando that was Jean Claude Van Damme was in. Uh, yeah, she was in one of them, and I've seen a lot of them. I was like, I could look that it up, but I'm my, like, you know that what? Was doesn't the matter. First R movie I ever saw. <laughs> oh, mine was uh, Eddie Murphy's Metro. <laughs> 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 um, so. So basically, she and it is basically like she is selling, you know, house cleaning products, she's, like she's, it's it's rug uh, shampoo. It is what's it called? It's Amway. Yes, she's part of Amway. Yeah. And there's a scene early on where she is selling to uh, Mary Jo Annie Potts, and she's like, "Yeah, it'll be thirteen and like thirteen dollars." Like, yeah, they don't want you to say dollars in the manual because I guess it makes it sound like money. So it's just like you know, thirteen, five, three and a half. Yeah. Uh, May I have? Two minutes. I, I, you need two? I'm time capping it so that listeners can just fast forward or put it on style. I read an amazing essay that um, the the essay book won one of the best books of the year a few years ago. And the essayist is from Florida originally, now lives in New York, and her parents were members of Amway. Yes. And she wrote an essay called Going Diamond. And it's if great. you are a listener. Oh, and Diamond is. Diamond is a part of this. They mentioned yeah, Diamond yeah. is one of the levels. Diamond is the highest level you can achieve in Amway. Yeah. And she writes this amazing essay about Amway. Now, some listeners may know that Bessie DeVos's family money, her husband's yes. money comes from Amway. Yep. And Amway is very aligned with uh, conservative Republicanism. Oh, yeah. They give a lot of money to it. And she writes in this essay about essentially the brainwashing that happens and how it very much aligns with the individualistic, pull yourself up by your own uh, bootstraps, personal responsibility ethos of conservative America. And Winston's cousins, who are like a Republican trifecta, they're evangelical, military, um, Republican. Yep. They, his, his cousin's the one who's gone all in on Rodan and Fields. She is an endless meme machine. Yep. And all of her memes that I'd seen were identical to the same slogans that Amway traded in, which were identical to the ones in the show. Yeah. yeah. So all of this is to say that, first of all, if you love this stuff, you should totally go read this essay. Uh, going diamond but second of all um it is it's they were so they were right with on all of it yeah yeah because it's so accurate and i've I, like had to block jessica from sending me facebook messages <laughs> you shouldn't have said the name it's fine she's not gonna <laughs> uh, have y'all listened to the podcast the dream because it is no. all about oh, it is basically like it's basically serial but about so like this one uh, oh, that's like cool. woman who's a lot of her like she's from either the Midwest or like the South, but like a rural mm. part of the country. And she's like, yeah. everyone, all my relatives are doing all this stuff. So I'm going to like investigate. And she like gets in and like, inve- she joins one, then like try and figure out all this stuff. Yeah. And season one is all about 
uh, multi-level marketing. And season two is all about wellness and like crystals, oh, which yeah. is also another part of all this. Yeah. Um, and so like after listening to that podcast, I, and also like being from the South, of course, I know I, my Facebook feed Avon and yeah, littered yeah. with like people that are just like doing all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it, it like, it makes me so angry because it is yeah. doing, it is, Preying on women who have been told by society like that, like, you know, well, don't go get a job, like, you know, be in the home. Yep. It's basically like they, so the conservative culture, hey, let's get into it, um, yeah. tells women to, like, stay at home, raise the kids, uh, you know, don't, you know, submit yourself to God, et cetera. But then they're right. bored and also, like, want spending money, et cetera. And so then yeah. here comes the same, like, conservative money machine of, like, uh, well, why don't you just come sell some products to all your friends? And yeah. how amazing to get to be a business owner and build yeah. a business while still being right where God wants you, which is at yeah. your children. And that's one of the biggest blessings of this business. Business. And it just, money, and like what drives me kids. crazy about it is like yeah. the logic of, so you're having to buy all the products up right. front and oh, then you are, amazing. you are only selling to your friends. So your, your audience, your like seller base or whatever yeah. is strong. And then the whole point is to recruit them to do the same thing. And yeah. so therefore money off of multiple streams, right? You yeah. Most of your money due to the pyramid that you build below you, although it's not a pyramid scheme, it's all totally legal. Yeah. Um, the reason that the people who own Rodan and Fields, for instance, are now multi, multi, multi millionaires or billionaires is that this is pretty much from a business perspective, the best possible way to go and distribute a consumer packaged good, right? You no longer have to worry about complex uh, shipping networks. You don't oh, no. have to worry about sitting on your stock. Instead, everyone who risks being out of money, if this stuff doesn't sell, it's not you. It's not going to be sitting in a warehouse that you have to worry about. It's and sitting in their garage. The garage of someone yeah. who's out $2,000. And they've already made the money because right. like the person well, bought it from them. It's yeah. like only about 1.5% of people actually make money off of these. So Winston's cousin, to her credit, does appear to be making money. She's been doing it for several years. And she is She lives in the governor's of, mansion. <laughs> she's part of the 1% of Rodan and Fields. Uh, very much not. And the other 1%. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but she's allowing the business owners of Rodan yeah. and Fields. But it's all of this. It's just. But it's like if you took a part-time job, it would. You yeah, be exactly. making the for same amount people. of money for less time. Like you get able to so, work yeah. at work. It's weird because like Charlene doesn't really want to do it. She's kind of yeah. bullied into it. And then like everyone's worried. The next time we see her in a scene, she's hastily like trying to get done with her day job work because right. she's got to meet Libby at the market for one of their schemes, which is to sit and talk loudly about how great the product is to each other. So people overhear and then she then like says, and then we have to like, you know, sell it to them. And I always feel kind of bad about that trapped look in their eye and stuff. And it's like, oh my. No, it's the best part because it was so accurate. <laughs> yeah. Winston's sister has been tempted <laughs> off and on to buy these products, partially because I think that the too good to be true before and afters get tempting and she's curious. But second, it's Winston's sister is a better yeah. person than me in some yeah. ways and many ways. And she, I think, is driven by that desire to be nice, to help Jessica. Yeah. And so they actually tell you to have your story and your why because that helps people. And they describe this in the essay. It helps to convince people to buy from you, your friends, because you have your why and your bigger vision. But then on top of that, you are supposed to ask every single person and you don't take no for an answer. Oh, and you they say to, that in this episode. You yeah. have to hear no at least three times. And if anyone who listens to this has worked something like uh, an entry-level sales job at a place like Yelp, where you're just selling to small businesses. They like, this is a classic thing that they train you in, in those basic like yellow page type sales jobs. Yeah. Like, you have to hear no three times before you give up. And um, so Jessica, when she sent me these messages on Facebook, I said, no. Then she asked why. And I said, I have really sensitive skin. Then she said to tell me exactly what she, I was allergic to. And she would go look up if these things were in any of the so much work and yeah she could also right? and also to keep in mind <laughs> that there's a limitless return policy basically which when you google it you find out is not really true <laughs> that's a lot of it <laughs> and i'll say it i'm crazy but um <laughs> but she has clearly been trained right and to be relentless and there has to be the shamelessness in it and i loved that part of the episode because it's so accurate that yeah <laughs> most people just to get you off through your 
like the instinct of most people when they're in an uncomfortable situation is just to do what they can do to get the discomfort to go away. Yeah. Which with a just, okay. Money, here's, just here's 13. I'll 50. give you. Yeah. yeah. Like, throw $50 at the problem. And end but it. it feels like they, I do think that they tried the whole episode with this storyline. It just felt so condensed. Like they never really got to like take out the homecoming stuff and get. So like we meet Libby, Libby comes to pick up Charlene and she like Charlene tries to say like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I also like that um, Libby tried to hug Mary Jo and she was just like, uh, no, I'm allergic to rug shampoo. And like, right, she didn't right. want any part of it. And okay. I'm like, yes, I like you, Mary Jo. Yeah. And then like, no, like Libby grabs Charlie and pulls her out. And Julia says, well, our friend's been taken by a perky cult. Yeah. Um, and that, and so the Junies, yes, she is now a member of the Junies. And so the next scene is when like, it, the way the show works around, uh, not going outside of the house is very interesting because yeah. so in so we hear about Charlene's quest to get out of the Junies from Mary Jo who was also there and Mary Jo comes back to the house right. to tell everyone else so I just saw Charlene do this right right <laughs> and she she says that Libby is so persuasive and so like tenacious that she should be she shouldn't be selling Junies products she should be arguing with the PLO which did y'all look that up? No, no. Palestinian Liberation Organization. Topical. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, um, whoa. Can I be honest? What it made me think of was the White Citizens Councils. Because <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, I know. I like. So I brought a lot of. Catherine had so much baggage. (laughs) There was like so much baggage. It it was like, uh, I didn't look it up. I was like, just in case it's some crazy, like white nationalist thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, design women would definitely get up in there. Yeah. Um, And so like, Charlene is at the convention. The Junies right. convention is in town. 500 of these perky ladies are all perfect detail. I love because they yeah. get you to pay for these events. Yeah. <laughs> it's so pitch perfect. And then Suzanne, like they're all like moving out to go get their friend back. Cause he's like, well, right. Suzanne's like, well, my plot line's on break. So I'm going to come with you. She <laughs> says like, y'all need, sh- y'all need to fight sugar with sugar. And it's like, that's great. Yeah, that was great. I felt like that felt very, uh, that felt very accurate. Yeah. Southern and Southern of like the only, like when she grabbed, uh, Libby and started complimenting her, I was like, yep. this Uh, Yeah. When they get, they get there and like, so the way they distract Libby is when they get to the convention, Suzanne just like sees her walking with Charlene and Suzanne just basically like almost, uh, hug tackles her and just like starts talking to her. Like she knows her. And it's like, Hey there, darling. Just walking away. It's like really great. Yeah. That Um, was great. I also pointed out Mary Jo's weird like sweater dress that she was wearing at this point. Like this, it was like a gray long sleeve cotton with like a red piping. It looked kind of like what Res- Wesley Crusher wears sometimes on <laughs> Star Trek. Describing a dress that my mom owned. It's essentially a gray sweatshirt with lots of red piping. Yeah. It's basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. it's very same. Um, so then they like try to deprogram her. Yeah. Oh, we do also meet the male Junie. Oh, yeah, that, there's a lot to unpack in there. Yeah, a male Junie comes up, and he's just there to pick up women, right? Right, but he had been a well, lawyer for the like ACLU. It was yeah. just very it like. It sounds like he's very successfully selling products by hitting on women. No. Yeah, he's like, come up to my hotel room, and don't, yeah. don't they then tell him like, hey, we told you, you to stop doing. That. Yeah, you yeah. can't do that anymore. Yeah, like, you need to stop. Yikes. He's the Harvey Weinstein of. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah it was uh Ugh. yeah cool. it was a lot i mean there were, i felt sort of like whiplash because it was like i'm an aclu owner uh lawyer who uh, sued for gender discrimination and now i'm in it and i'm also sexually harassing yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah. what is happening <laughs> no, that's true. that would be like an aclu to me, that's like the person who was like the lawyer for the NWACP, then becoming yeah, 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 like it a just member felt, of the clan. It's like yeah. what? it just felt this very how this works. Well, it does feel like I did feel like that kind of leads me to a general note for the whole show. It felt like it was a little like too much issue wise. Like <laughs> it's it a lot. Like, 
Like it felt like with the PLO and the ACLU and all this kind of too stuff. Too many acronyms. It's like and a 22 it's like, minute episode and we're like getting the best part. There's when so t- much stuff going on. It's yeah. like, I'm gender discrimination, also sexual harassment. It was like a two minute scene. <laughs> well, the best part is this wasn't even one of their issue episodes. I know. I know. Yeah. This was the fun light one. Yeah. Uh, so then we get yeah. Mary Jo and uh, Julia take Charlene to like, I guess to a private area, like, like yeah. a little table off to the side yeah. to try to like, de- to, I, I think it was a place that was just for people of a certain status within the organization. That's right. Yeah. And then they just broke in into it. Daisy orchard, orchard rose. And so yeah. like, they say like, it's like you're in the Stepford wives and Charlene's like, Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, like, that's, so that was so, a good joke. And then they start deprogramming her and they're like, who is this lady June? Like, why are you caring so much? And then, June walks in, right. Ms. June, and then the episode takes yes. a bizarre <laughs> turn. <Very weird. laughs> a a truly so like Charlene. Oh my God, Charlene basically sees her and she fangirls like she knows the yeah. legend. She knows like you like you built this company up because like you were working from home and you needed yeah. money, and so you sold like bathroom cleaner and mason jars and blah blah blah. And then it turns out that, like, according to the point of view of the show, Lady June is a good person. All of this to empower women. To empower women. And it's founded on Christian principles. She literally says Christian principles. And she's, like, trying to show men that, like, women can run their own businesses, etc., And she just, like, hard sells multi-level marketing as... As women's uh, empowerment. As women's empowerment. Yeah. After a whole episode of them being like, you're in a cult. The, the true thing of yeah. like, you're in a cult. They've like sucked yeah. you in. They're taking your money. Wasn't They're weird? monopolizing your friendships. And then the show, it turns and it doesn't turn back. No. In fact, then so she's weird. basically, but then what was the twist again where she, why did she then say, so you're not a Junie because you don't need this? Isn't that what she yeah, said? Yeah, it was a weird, like, like you already have a job, so you don't need the Junies. It was something very weird. Yeah, like Charlene, like she, after this big speech, like she was like, well, then let, I want to be back in, let me in. And then she's like, no. Yeah, no, no you don't. don't. Yeah. You're not a and I didn't really understand why. And then Julia. Was like, well, you know, yeah. this sounds pretty good, and then and then Mary Jo's like, yeah. no, come on, we're getting out. And and, and, and so so what 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 is this episode saying know. about pyramid schemes? That, is that a studio do you, note? Do you feel like they got some crazy ass studio like, note that was like, you can't, hey guys, Amway's a sponsor for yeah, you know you sixty minutes. You can't come down on it because it was it felt like such a hard turn and such a cutting off the whole bite. Like it just took all the bite out of the episode. No. Like Julia and- Sugarbaker is the character that reads everything to filth, sees through all the lies. Right. Like she is the one that gives the like impassioned, like do not sexually harass me like that. Right. And so to have her be the one to be like, well, actually could I join? It's like, Oh my God, what, yeah, what twilight zone am I in? So weird. I feel like, have you watched, um, shrill? Yes. So yeah. I feel like the that episode, episode, that episode of shrill, I feel like, did it right because it was like it 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 showed that for a lot of people this does not work and this should not be happening and that there is an exploitive element to it but she felt they they did manage to gray it out enough that it's like but for some women this actually does mean a lot yeah i feel like it would have been more powerful to have had them talk to rank and file women like libby like why is libby yeah, we should have found out the reason it? that like why is libby doing this right, like it was like on a, like and and if you're gonna try to give it a both sides i feel like that's the way to do it other than but like talking to the head of the company feels like yeah. a weird way to do it and having her being like an unimpeachable voice of reason <laughs> yeah. i think if you take the speech she gave and put it in libby's mouth it actually works more because I buy it more from a rank and file person being like, this yeah. is giving me purpose than the person that is benefiting from all the fucking like I the mean, millionaire that's profiting of all these people. So like funny. I don't need to hear her sob story. Like did you yeah. also, did you also think that I also was expecting it to be a bigger actress? Cause when they were like, Oh, lady Jane sucks. I was like, I'm sure lady Jane, if they're talking so yeah. bad about her, it's, she's probably going to come in. And she came in and I was like, 
I don't recognize this actress. No, I didn't either. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to. I, I kind of wish it had been a. Yeah, her, yeah, her dress move. In, yeah, she was in a. Pink uh, silk move. She was in a bedazzled sack. Yeah. And it was, again, it was mesmerizing that was, and beautiful. That and, was totally weird. Totally wanted to sign up for Lady June. The whole episode, though, was a little bit of a, a lurch from one thing to the next. I yeah, wonder- it. It doesn't zip. It didn't. It doesn't. It doesn't zip along really. Uh, I just feel like there's that kind of thing, and maybe this is '80s TV in general. Like where when they try to do an issue, it always. And maybe it's also just the fact that this it's 30 years later that we're just like, wow. Even the liberal stance at that time was. Like, <laughs> was- was like pretty middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, it was like multiple yeah. marketing's fine. Yeah. Do you guys ever like playing the game? Like, what are we saying right now that's going to be? I mean, obviously, I've said a lot that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is what I think about every for an hour after every time I record. Yeah. So. Of like, what element of my liberalism? Like, are people going to look back at white? millennial gen z woke culture yeah just uh, yeah because it's so uncomfortable that i mean but any i also think of like so the clinton i think of this, of this the, the the the, the, yeah. the creator of the show being in with the clintons and it's like it's, oh right stop with the far right time. just follow the cash it's out there multi-level marketing is good and follow the cash no i do feel like it's no but that thing of like you know it's like, right, there was a lot less difference between these points of view. And even like the other big hurdle is like Homecoming King can exist too. And you're like, <laughs> right. Hasn't it, hasn't it already existed like before the 80s? What sucks is that ostensibly I like Lady Ju- aside from the Christian principles thing, I like Lady June's speech of like, sure. you know, women can be business owners, et cetera. And the thing is, is the show is already proving that because this right. is a woman-owned design firm that has an right. all-women staff and then Anthony like delivers things or like right. does orders. Yeah. So like it, the show, this like this episode is trying to prove the thing that every literally every episode of the show already, already proves. proves. And yeah. it, like it would have been really great to have had Julia do like a what well, you know what. I was in the exact same place you were. And I started my own business by like employing people and paying them for their work and not making them buy from like, yeah, it would have been really cool to have an actual female entrepreneur that is on the fucking show as the lead of the show. Yeah. That's (laughs) the thing. They have a successful example, a counterpoint to this, like literally who is the star of the show. It is truly, truly crazy. It's like, been a while. It's not been since like the Blossom gun control episode that I've had my mind so thoroughly blown by well, <laughs> by a turn <laughs> that an episode has taken. I do feel like they could have... The other thing that was sort of disappointing is, again, I keep thinking back to Cheers because that's like the 80s show I watch. I mean, yeah. you and I both have yeah. like that distinct love. It reminds me a little bit of when Sam, where they where Carla goes to work at like the TGI Fridays. Yeah. And they and Norm and Cliff go to get her and then end up staying because they love it so much. Yeah. And then Sam's just like comes over and he's like, I can't really, this sucks, but I can't really compete with it. But we all know it sort of sucks. And then they managed to kind of like undercut it where it's like, this is maybe quote unquote better, but like, you know what I mean? They managed yeah. to, to use a humorous situation to like, I mean, it, it would have been something like Charlene's on the hook for $500 of supplies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Counter, Some sort of Counterpoint, thing. it's possible yeah. that the writers themselves felt conflicted about this. Oh, yeah. Also, I think that this is honestly the greatest tradition, um, <laughs> which is getting women to turn on themselves through some mm. strange mind jujitsu where you convince women that, you know, they actually are unlikable and difficult or that they actually do have a great business opportunity that wouldn't obviously be available yeah. to them otherwise. So I don't know. It's kind of, to me, it's interesting because you wonder if there's a part of them that are like, well, it's better than nothing, which is, yeah. which is what you sell people. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what you sell. Um, that's what you sell lower income primarily, uh, primarily minority oh, well, like, who are currently working in grocery stores, right? Yeah. You're so lucky to have this job. And that's that's the other thing is when I was with that plot twist, you're like, 
I don't know. Maybe they kind of are like, well, it's not all bad. If you got nothing else, do this. Yeah. <laughs> I also, so like also the dream they go into how like churches, the way the role that churches play in fostering this shit of like, oh, yeah, like, like building like a community center. Like there's one in the wellness season. Like there's a wellness center that yeah. is connected to the church. And for some reason, the church has all their Sunday school. And like after things at the wellness center where you were constantly bombarded with like, buy our water, buy our this, buy our that. And it's just right. like, that is not what Jesus wanted. No. If you are into that kind, kind of thing, of he was not the, there to sell you water. Yeah. Kind of the opposite. Opposite. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, like, I mean, when I say that I judge the Southern religiosity, it has nothing to do with judging religion itself. It has everything to do with tying religion to anything that is yeah. overtly political. Or capitalist. Or capitalist. Yeah. 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 And also just like, this is a larger, yeah. a larger conversation. But the thing that I love most about Schitt's Creek is that it is, de- it depicts small town life, but is void of religion and yeah. not in a, obvious way or a bad way but coming from like all my family lives in small towns and all of their social circle is all controlled by you know the sport teams they play on the activities the friend groups the vacations it's all controlled by one thing the one church and you know if you got a good one that's like good then like hey you lucked out but like if you're one avenue for all your social shit is rotten as my parents was (laughs) 10 years ago um it destroys your life like it, it like it and so like seeing Shit's Creek where it's like they have a thriving like local businesses they have thriving local right. arts they have like a singing group that has nothing to do with church yeah and like that independent artistic freedom that exists independently of like also like yeah. religion is cool well, um, and Shit's Creek deep. and Creek, you're absolutely right and that is one of the charms of Shit's Creek it is like kind of an idealized community <laughs> in that way and the other thing is they did this episode Oh, is that wait? Which one did they do it in? Is it the most recent season? No, they did it in. I haven't seen the newest. Early one. on, it's early on, and and Moira and Moira and uh, David had to. Uh, Moira got involved with it, and the joke they did a great joke, which is the other, which is like such a truism with this sort of pyramid scheme is they did the whole presentation, they did the whole thing, and then every woman's like, yeah, we've all sold it to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I which I was that, like, yeah. oh, that's the smartest, funniest way to comment on it. And, and, and they were just like, yeah, we did this last year where we all did it, we all sold it to one another, and then we stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> There's an and, unseen episode. That right, that and I was like, oh, that's a very smart, because I was watching that, that, that literally did, like, make me, that was such a funny rug pull yeah. for me to be like, it, it calls out that without, you know, without her, it, it's just a truism. Yeah. Without taking a stance, it's more like, this is literally what happens to people who do this. <laughs> they run out of people and then you just sort of forget about it. And it was Yeah, you just like, sort of you eat that shit. Did yeah. my mom do that? My mom did security systems. <laughs> Where it was a device that you would put in your, <laughs> you put in your purse. Well, your mom is also a securities expert, correct? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she was black ops for several years in the Marine Corps. Uh, um, that is, if you'd met Winston's uh, mother. <laughs> you know my mother. You've never met her, but when you would, if you would meet her, you'd be like, I know. Yeah, you. yeah. But, but it was like a, a thing that you put in your purse. And if your purse got snatched, it would pull a pin and it would start beeping like and you couldn't you couldn't make it stop beeping until Ooh. it was like a a sound grenade basically yeah um and then then she had security systems and the only one she sold was to my grandmother <laughs> oh <laughs> god like, i can't keep doing we this. have a cutco knife right i can see it right now we have oh, a cutco yeah. knife I my will, cousin did cutco yeah i will readily support cutco um for any listeners i have a discount code you can <laughs> Wait, oh no, no. <laughs> it's genuine this is the twist to this episode yeah, oh that no we all this becomes when we sell you on cutco <laughs> yeah. no cutco's the good one <laughs> yeah no these are all are bad but cutco you should get involved we have a great plan for you well Brad. we all did ucb we know pyramids um, no, our neighbor, it's a sad story that I won't go through in full, but our neighbor's son found himself selling Cutco knives and my mother bought one from him. 
to essentially just be kind because again, it's easier it, yeah. to just spend the money to get out of the uncomfortable situation. <laughs> to get just like uh, them so to stop talking she to you. bought it, but it's, it's honestly not been bad. Now, is it any better than a wuss top knife? No. <laughs> Did it cost the same amount of money or potentially more? Yes. But <laughs> it's honestly fine. Yeah. But no, that was such a strange, cause I felt, and then when I, I had to go look back Brett, because I went through the episodes and then we started seeing the episodes and I was like, oh yeah, this is like a very progressive show yeah. of the time. And that made the ending of it even the more leader. confusing to me. It had to have been like a note or something. I, I feel, uh, I feel our- like you, it feels like a studio exec was like, we can't do this. I'm going to no. watch more Designing Women. Yes. It opened my eyes. Uh, no, it was... It opened my eyes, made me realize pyramid schemes are not all bad. <laughs> I really, I enjoyed Wait, it. Well, is there another? I will be watching more. Yeah. Is yeah. There another, do, do we need to tell you whether or not we. Oh, no. Uh, were you ready for some must have facts? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey. So. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The ratings for this episode, I have no idea because the website that I use starts in December 1989. This is February, so I don't know. I don't know what, how many people watch it. And also, this, uh, not in the top 30 for the season. So, like, oh. Designing Women peaked in seasons uh, four and five. Maybe four, five, six. Like, it was okay. in the top 30 then. But it wasn't in the top 30. And the top five shows of this TV season, the 88-89 TV season, were number five, Cheers, four, 60 Minutes, three, Roseanne, two, A Different World, and one, The Cosby Show. Wow. So, and A Different World was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's totally wild. And I guess this might have been the season where Lisa Bonet was actually the lead for like the one. It was her spinoff. And then and then she got pregnant. And Bill Cosby was like, well, Denise Huxtable can't be pregnant out of wedlock. You're fired from your own show. Wow. And so then like. Well, that guy maybe no, not the worst thing Cosby's done. Though. No, but like still uh, also bad. Among um, it. Yeah, it's all the same sort of yeah. oeuvre. <laughs> yeah, bad, 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 bad. Now, when she did, and so they they said that Denise was like going on a studying abroad, and then when she came back, I think she was allowed to rejoin the Cosby Show as Denise for like a season or something. Wow. I've never watched the Cosby Show, and I'm not doing it on this show unless I find a super fan that is also woke to the truth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because I'm not going to argue. I've already said this on the podcast. I'm not arguing with a Cosby denier. <laughs> no, no, no. I no. um, don't have time for that. No, I don't. I don't have time for none of us do um on cbs the cbs monday night lineup at this time was pretty great it was uh new heart started off and then kate and Allie, murphy brown designing women and then a drama called almost grown that did not last a season <laughs> that is a that's a lady heavy night that is a lady heavy. it's night? bob newhart and the ladies i love that yeah i love it that's so yeah that is really yeah that now now that lineup needs its own channel because yeah. w- women can't, we can't yeah, have that I'm in a mainstream. Be, it has to be on it sequestered into mm-hmm. a woman's channel. I'm going to be the buzzkill and just say that for me hearing that, it made my heart feel heavy because it was a reminder of just how small and how short gains for women really are. That's like when you... Ending it on a high note. No, yeah. but like, yeah, no, when you look back... T- television is such a good barometer of like where we are in terms of everything and like... 
it's a little bit different now because there's so many streaming services, but that's also right. kind of indicative of how like niche and polarized everything is, is like no yeah. one's watching the same stuff. But if you look at like, if you compare the sitcoms of the early nineties to the ones of the early two thousands, and it's just like all of the people of color and women just disappeared. Wow. From 91 to 2001. Like it's very, it is very interesting. You know, Brett, <laughs> something I feel a lot of people forget is that oh boy. during that decade, we solved racism. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sexism. We fixed yeah. them. Yeah. And so we and could just go back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Go back to yeah. normal. So we should just go back to the way it's supposed to be now. Yeah. Little pat so, ahead for all the women. Uh, so on IMDb, 49 users rated this episode an 8.4. What? Out of ten, would what? y'all go higher or lower? Or I would go lower. a little lower. What? I would go yeah. a little lower. I could see the appeal of the show in this episode, um, but I thought it was a little. It was. It didn't feel. It felt weird. Yeah. Like I guess it did something feel. like it just cheers. I guess when it's hard to compare because it's one of all light. Are we talking <laughs> about all television? Because it's. So I guess even for just like designing women, which y'all have only seen this one episode, but I still yeah. feel like for designing women, this is like a seven. And I picked uh-huh. this one because I went through all of season three and this is the highest rated, like this is like oh, one of the wow. two highest rated episodes of the season. Yeah, and I'm like, I looked through the Hulu has the essential episodes. Yeah. And oh, this is not, this was not one of them. This is not there, a there was only episode. like one in season three. So it's, it seems like season three might not have been. Oh, maybe it's a said, dead zone. Four and five, maybe they were hitting their stride. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, who had the must-see performance of this episode? Uh, That's a, it's um, a hard... Uh, I mean, probably the male Junie for me. <laughs> I thought Gene Smart... He did some work. Gene Smart was good. Yeah. I liked her. She you can't go wrong. Charlene. You can't go wrong with Gene Smart. I liked the... Um, Shoot. Who? The Defazi Bear. Oh, so oh, uh, yeah, Delta um, Burke. Delta Burke. I like I liked Delta Burke. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. good. She's very. Um, wait, did y'all watch Watchmen? No, we haven't watched it. Oh, you gotta watch. Watch. See, Gene Smart. Yeah, yeah, playing uh, just. Oh God, she was so good. No, I haven't seen. Oh, Watchmen. sorry. I thought you would have. No, so good. No, we um, didn't see it. And lastly, must other people see this episode? <laughs> We're currently selling for a mid-level marketing company. I feel like don't watch it because it's just going to like dig you in deeper. Yeah, I'd that's say true. Watch, the, I'd the, say watch, watch the, the first, first 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you have been the victim of a mid-level marketing scheme. Um, Again, probably not. It will like I said, I, I feel that there, Brett, I'm really glad that you gave us the highest rated episode of season three, but I, 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 I have a gut feeling that there are better designing women episodes out there. A ton better. Yeah. But if you want a couple crazy fashions to hook you in and get you to watch oh, yeah. it, or if you're someone who was thinking that this was kind of a design-oriented reality show from <laughs> the 90s, and what you're really looking for is a female-driven sitcom from the late 80s. Yeah, that was, and this is it. I heard that they're trying to remake it. Yeah, there was that was going around for a little while. They were trying to like redo it in some way, yeah. but like... I feel like if you did it in Atlanta the cast would need to be, I think it would uh, be a better show if it was an African-American cast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It'd be better. <laughs> um, I, I will also say that for uh, Designing Women is one of the shows that like starts strong. So like okay. you can start like episode one, I feel like season one is a very good season and it pretty much like it it gets into the second episode is maybe the most iconic episode of the entire series. It's the, the night the lights went down in Georgia speech that drag Queens love quoting. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that's it. like episode two. And so it, it, it starts really strong. So you this, don't have to skip I'm this sold. show. Definitely. As I was watching, I was like, Oh, I could, you can definitely see drag Queens like getting into this. Yeah. Like, and really it it suffered for a long time because it wasn't on streaming. Like it has not been on. It just joined streaming, I think, last year. And so, wow. like that's the thing. Like in order to be a part of the culture, you have to be on a streaming service. You have to be on Hulu Crazy. or Netflix, so people can watch you. <laughs> yeah. Every time I've heard a reference to it, it's it's come from someone who's like, you know, it's like a queer person. Yeah. I'm trying to think right now. I think it's all like queer friends and acquaintances who've referenced it. And to all of you, I sincerely apologize for not understanding that it was not. <laughs> um, 
We all learn. Like, I totally get it. Like within within ninety seconds of watching it, I was like, "Oh, everything makes sense now." Yeah, this yeah, this makes yeah. full sense. <laughs> uh, where can people find y'all online if they want to talk about um, if they want to sell you some Cutco knives? Oh God, um, is this for real? Um, I'm just find you on the internet. <laughs> honestly, if you want to send me Cutco, the best way to reach me, and I might be open to it. Are you lying. don't do your email address? No, I wasn't going to do okay. that. <laughs> it was going to be something worse, honestly. Find me on LinkedIn. Send me a message. Put Cutco <laughs> in the subject. Well, that way you'll know they're respond. serious. I will respond. What's your Instagram handle? It's locked. <sighs> Never mind. I'm on Twitter. Uh, it is my name, Winston Knoll, N-O-E-L. And um, here uh, I do a podcast uh, called Mission to Zix that yes. uh, is a lot of fun. So check that out if you're interested. But also yeah. shoot me a, yeah, tweet me. At Read him cut curlings. <laughs> and I will, I will, if you are someone who sends me, if you hear this, you send me a cut curl link on LinkedIn. You'll show me you're good at following directions. I'll want to reward that. <laughs> I will buy a Cutco knife for you. That's my promise. Brett, if we check in in two years and you ask me how many Cutco knives I bought as a result be, of this, I'll tell you the number of LinkedIn messages I got. <laughs> That'll be how many uh, listeners I have, probably. Uh, zero. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, well, that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guests, Winston, Noel, and Catherine Mon for dropping by and talking about designing women with me. Next time, I'll be discussing the Bob episode, You Can't Win. You Can't Win is in Season 1, Episode 15 of Bob, and you can't watch Bob literally anywhere unless you want to buy it on DVD uh, and watch it on DVD player. But um, let's just say if you... Follow Must Have Seen TV on Instagram. Uh, I might figure out a way to hit y'all up with um, something. I don't know. Follow it. Uh, yeah. So I want to hear from y'all. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you want to watch live streams of classic sitcoms, again, I'm, I'm inferring things about Instagram that I'm trying to figure out. Uh, you can also email TV at gmail.com. If you like what you've heard, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to y'all for listening. And I will see you next time on Must Have Seen TV Pandemic Edition. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.